1: why don't you get a friend and a family, bring them in right now because we are going to the world. And this is the uh, last uh, message in this series and it's called The Contest of Waiting. And today I'm going to with what should I do while waiting because I've dealt with what should I not do while waiting. The scripture which my wife used this morning, which comes from the book of Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, who look, who hope in him will gain new strength. Somebody say, I will gain new strength. He says, and renew their power. It says, the Bible says, they will lift up their wings and rise up close to God. Did you see that? They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God like eagles rising towards the sun. They will run and not become weary. Only those who wait upon the Lord, though, not those who just go ahead of God. It says, These are the ones, or so those are the ones who will run and not become weary, and they will walk and not grow tired. Now, let me say this as a, as a point of introduction. I've said waiting is a contest. It's a contest because pretty much everything in our lives is just a button push away. Everything. Uh, you can shop online and avoid the queue at the stores. I, 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 I'm, I'm there right now. Uh, I'm, I'm an addict of online shopping. The last time I went to the mall, I, I left the place immediately. Uh, so if you want to buy shares, buy shares in companies that do delivery. Uh, because uh, I'm an addict that, that I have no, zero patience right now to stay in line right now, one meters or two meters apart, to buy a stuff. No, um, but, but the, it, it's going somewhere actually, because uh, shopping online and doing stuff is just press the button and you're there. Um, you have food delivered to your home from a restaurant without you having to wait for a table right now. Uh, you can download any book. You can download any album from your sofa. You can watch a bazillion, gazillion channels uh, while you're sitting at home. You, you can even donate money to a charity without having to actually do anything. Uh, you don't have to get involved. And that's the reason why many people may not want to come back to church. Because I can worship God in, in the four corners of my house. And I can give my own donation. Why, why, why really do I need to come to church? The question you have to ask yourself is how exactly are you seeing what you're donating to because there's some people who have to do this um, and, and bring it into your home but because we don't want to wait we don't want to drive everyone wants to stay at home and i understand that um, um, m- many people can right, right now you can even dictate into a machine and have it type what you say <laughs> uh, we want stuff now the main problem with that and also coming from someone who is speaking about this, is that because everything is instant, the result that we are expecting, we want it to happen now. And that's the reason why I said in, in, the, in my last summons, I said, what shouldn't you do while waiting? I gave you four things. Number one, I said, don't blame God. Number two, I said, don't bargain with God. Number three, I said, don't break focus. And number four, I said, don't battle for control. But the question is, so pastor, what should I do? What should I do while I'm waiting? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to give you three things right right now and then we close. Number one, you have to be actively waiting. I've said this before, but I want to bring it to your remembrance. You have to be actively waiting. Listen to me. There's a difference between passive waiting and active waiting. Waiting can only be good if you are on the right side and you're on the right platform. If you're on the wrong side, waiting for the bus, you will find yourself going in a different direction. Uh, how many of us have done this before? Confess if it's you. You 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 rushed into the station, bam, 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 bam and immediately you saw the train it was, and you were hearing this sound, beep, beep 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 meaning that the door is about to close, and bam, you ru- run 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 into it. And then you're praying, how many of you have done that? That you are on the right platform, on the right train. And, you're, and, and then you're looking at the next stop. And before you could say anything, they says, oh, the next stop will be Auburn. And you find out that, that you're actually going in the wrong direction. Because you're supposed to be going to probably my land or something. And it's taking you in the wrong direction. And you're like, oh my word. Um, uh, uh, and, and, and it may be good if you're just still a lad. But it may be worse if you just sit down on that, on that train and the next stop is just taking a bit of a while and you're going from one zone to another zone and you're just playing you're on the right thing and before you know anything, you're so tired, you dozed off. And after 15 minutes, you wake up and you're like, where am I? You're on the wrong place. There is a difference between when you're actively waiting on the right platform. So I want to talk about two things about actively waiting. You've got to be actively waiting. Passively waiting is like poison. Many people are passively waiting for God to move. We are waiting for the life we deserve, for the miracles we believe, or something that should happen. We take on the form of cynicism, pessimism, and do nothing, uh, and suddenly we become very, very dissatisfied with our lives. And somebody is saying, how do I know if I am passively waiting? Let me give you three or four qualities of people who are passively waiting. Number one, they are complacent. You may be waiting for a spouse. You may be waiting for a job. Just take a spouse, for example, you're believing God to get married. When you say that, some people get angry. I'm not talking to you, I'm just talking to those who are believing God to get married. If you're not believing God, for leave us for these five minutes, let's talk to those, and then we can come back to you right now. So don't get angry with me. Uh, but, 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 but you're believing God for a spouse, you're waiting for a spouse. And many people become passive. You know what they do? They have no more life. No more life, no qualification, no mental improvement. No house, no good living, no cooking lessons, no home management. They're just waiting. God, when is is it my time? But they're not engaging with those who are married. They're not watching online for those who are trying to help those who are married. You're you're not preparing yourself for where you're going, but you're complaining for where you are. And you're just like, when it happens, it happens. Whatever be, will be, it does not happen like that. You're waiting to have your own business. You're waiting to have your own ministry. You don't read any books. You don't go for any business management course. Yeah, You have no business plan. You sow no seeds to anyone. You don't get involved in the work of the ministry. You, and, but you want ministry. You want people to help you. You want people to be there for you. But all you're just doing, and most of us are doing that, we're just sitting down there waiting. God, I'm waiting. God, I'm waiting. Do you realize that it is very easy For people to pray than for them to act. Prayer is like is like an excuse, a a a a a, a get out of jail card. Number two, they procrastinate. Those who are passively waiting, they procrastinate. At the root of procrastination is fear. They are like museum keepers. They are caught in the past. They are not willing to change. They're held in the success of the past and they become unteachable and unreachable. Many people who are passively waiting are are people who procrastinate. I'm not going to do that because I know this is the way things are done. And we can see that there were people who at the the pool of Siloam, there were people who were passively waiting for that water to move. And there were those who were just actively waiting like maybe something else may happen. Those who were museum keepers were still expecting the angel to jump down. Those who were actively waiting saw Jesus coming and had that dialogue with Jesus. Many times we can be in the past. And we are just saying, God, when is this change going to occur? Let me me give you a good example. To God's glory, and it's to God's glory when we had to transition from... The actual church to the virtual church, to God's glory, we were not we were not caught with our dash down. We were not caught because we had seen beforehand. That we have a very young church and we had to use technology to be able to reach out to people. So we were not caught. We, 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 we fortunately were able to, 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 to go around different technologies and realize that change is coming. And we did not procrastinate. We started with using telephones and then we started going online and we started using YouTube. And we started moving bits and pieces even before... The issue occurred. People who are passively waiting. I'm waiting for my husband just sits there. I'm waiting for my wife just sit there. And they're trying to use the old system to get the new one. Let me give you another number one. No, number three. They are not risk takers. They are not willing to sacrifice the present for the future. The, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs 13. 4, it says lazy people want much but get little. While the diligence are prospering. The diligence are prospering. They're they are not risk takers. They would not sacrifice their present for their future. Everything has to work for them now. You have to learn to take risks Because if you don't take risk, you become passive. Number four, they lack total trust in God. Total trust. Total trust in God. So those who are passive waiters don't trust God. They trust themselves. They say they're trusting God, but they only trust themselves. Let's talk about those who actively wait. How do we actively wait? Listen to me carefully. You can write this down. Active waiting is motion with purpose. God, I'm believing you, God, for a property, but then you sit down and then you go on the internet if you can. Then you look at some property. Mm, it's out of my price range. Mm, I don't like this area. Mm, I don't this. So. Mm, it's just a flat. Mm, I don't trust the government. Mm, I don't trust it. This all you're doing is you're sitting down and you're not making any progress. While there are those who have purpose who will go out and at least. See some properties because I've said this before. When you go out, there's a kind of motivation that starts to occur on the inside of you. There's something that starts to say, I'm gonna do this. Nah, I rebuke the devil. It's those people who are actively waiting on God. It, it is what I call preparation without movement. Ah, I'm gonna repeat myself again. Active waiting is, is, is motion with purpose preparation without movement what do you mean by that pastor it means that i may not yet be married but i am preparing myself to go there let me give a personal example for 10 years we didn't have a child but children were staying in our habitation. We were buying gifts. We, my wife knew how to change nothing. She knew how to, uh, know what is happening with a child when they're crying. She knew how to, uh, feed a child. She knew how to do different kinds of stuff. Uh, uh, we, we had, we had, we, we took your children with us on holidays without us even having our own child. It is called preparation without movement. Nothing was moving in our lives, but we were preparing for the move of God ah i may not yet have the property but you can prepare your finances and put it in order for when the opportunity comes in you may not have the business right now but you can start doing the small business from home just little bits and 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 ask questions and bringing that plan together it is called motion motion within you preparation active waiting is when we take a better posture and we cultivate good habits in our daily lives, good habits, you're, 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 you're believing God for a job, but you wake up at 12 in the afternoon. How is that happening? And then when you get the job, you're always late. You know why you're late? You've never prepared yourself. It's called preparation. Preparation. Good habits stretch in every area of our life. It prepares us, a readiness in us, so that when something does come along, we are ready and we are in a good mental place to respond to it in an appropriate manner. That's why many people fail interviews. Because they can call you. And, and they can say, Ty, can you go for an interview in the next three hours? Ha, 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 I'm not prepared. Ha, I'm not shaving. Ha, my hair is in such order. Look at, look look look, at, look at, Look at, look, at, look at the nonsense. God opened the door. It, it was your job, but you lost the job because you were not prepared. You're looking for a job. An interview can come any single time. And still, you're not prepared. Your whole persona is not prepared. People like us will wake up in the morning and we always take our bath and we're ready. You won't. You're still in your PGs, your onesies, till 1 PM. And then they call you, oh, I'm not ready. Is it possible for them to postpone it till tomorrow? This is the person who is looking for a job. You're not prepared beforehand. Those who wait are those who work. Because they know their work is not in vain. Pastor, what are you saying? The farmer... Can wait all summer for his harvest because he has done his work of sowing the seed and watering the plants. So a farmer is waiting for his harvest, but he's just saying, God, rain, Haka, God, rain. Do you know that farmers, they will sow expecting rain, not seeing rain. They're not saying, oh, until I see rain, that's when I will so no. They are expecting rain and they prepare their walk so that the super comes upon their natural. It's active waiting. Do not wait for every season to be right. The time may never be just right. Start where you stand and walk with whatever tools you have. That you have at your own command. And better tools will come to you as you go along the journey. Don't wait for extraordinary opportunities. Many people are waiting, but they're waiting for the big one. I'm just waiting for the big break. No big break comes. It is small breaks that leads to big breaks. It is someone who first goes to become Potiphar's servant that became the prime minister. It is someone who kills the lions and the bears, David, in the backside of the desert, that when Goliath's opportunity appeared for him, he had already done his work. I want to encourage someone today, wherever you are, help. Do the little things, because it's the little things that will produce the big things. Seize, um, Seize common occasions and make them great. Seize common occasions and make them great. I was at a funeral yesterday on 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 on, on, on Friday, and, and, and at the funeral there were only ten people at the funeral. I had forgotten that they were doing it Zoom online live, and so I came and I did the funeral, I did the the message. I preached like I'm preaching in church. I don't know how to bring it down. I just preach just like that. By the time I finish, someone all the way in Atlanta says, I'm bringing you to my church. Small occasions will bring big things. Many people will just say, eh, hey, they told me to sing. There are only ten people here. Uh, just worship. God, we thank you. And, and your, your voice will be the most horrendous without knowing that there could be just someone who may watch or that video may go somewhere else or they may just put it on, on tube online and somebody will just see and say, I just like that person. But many of you won't until the stadium falls or the church is full. That's when everything comes alive. You won't come alive and sing uh, and sweat like Amadius was doing this morning when there are barely nobody else in church. But you want to come alive when you have 17 BVs behind you. You want to come alive when when there's church. I've been preaching for 17 weeks without nobody in church. And I've given the best. In my mind, I'm seeing people. I'm seeing people online that are waiting for God, waiting for a word to go forth. I'm not doing that because uh, because of a crowd. I'm doing that because it's a call. And many of you are missing your time because you treat every single thing that comes as common. You may never know that the person you helped pick up their groceries can be the person that can give you a job tomorrow. You may never know that the person that you just helped that fell down, a lady you helped could be your destiny helper for, the, for, for your future. But many of you show up when somebody is there because of what you want to get. I've gone out of my salmon right now. Weak men wait for opportunities. Strong men make them. Number two, I've got to finish today. So first one is, I said you should be actively what? Waiting. And there's a difference between passive waiting and active waiting. Let me give you number two. You should be actively prepared. And I've thrown that in, in in the things that I've said before. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 5 says, Plan carefully and you will have plenty. Plan carefully and you will have plenty. If you act too quickly, you will never have enough. Plan carefully. Many people don't know how to plan. You don't know how to plan. Many people so don't know how to plan. That's why they always miss their flight. And then they're uh, in, the, in, in the midst of a traffic on the M25 and you're speaking in terms, God, open the way, open the way. Just, just, just let that, that, that traffic clear. And God is saying, no, no, I'm not clearing nothing for you. Somebody is about to have an accident, which is my son, so I need to make that traffic stand still so that that can pass. Not because of you that didn't Pierre. God ain't going to kill someone for our foolishness. We don't plan our finances. Don't let me go there to this morning or afternoon. We don't plan our finances. We don't plan our lives. Your, your, your marriage, there's no plan. What's the plan? Where are we going? Because people who don't plan don't know how to wait. They're expecting things to just fall on their laps. The quality of your planning will determine the weight of your accomplishment. Every vision stands to be aborted if planning is not employed. Success is when opportunity meets preparation. Get fresh strength to perform, not to sleep. David, as I said, had to prepare ahead of the battle with Goliath. He had a lot of practice with the sling, not when he met the Goliath. He was now testing, is this thing going to work or not going to work? Pastor, how does this relate to waiting? You know what? While God is orchestrating the events... Surrounding what you will do. He is also making you who you must become. God is doing something around you. But he's making you to wait and prepare before you get there. Because many people find themselves successful but they're not prepared for it. That's the reason why winning the lottery can be a curse sometimes. Because many people are not prepared for wealth. You're not prepared for the notoriety you want. You're not prepared for, for, for the exposure you have. You, you, you want to be famous. Do you realize that you can't walk down the street anymore? Do you realize that you have to sign an autograph for everybody that comes to meet you? Do you, do you realize that social distancing is not for you? You're walking down the street. You're famous. Somebody says, can I take a selfie with me? And the coronavirus attaches to you. You're not prepared for it. And if one day you just say, no, no, you said no because you've just been quarantined for 14 days. You come out and the first person that meets you wants to take a, yeah, no, no, no. And the paparazzi and everyone sees you do that and bam, your career is filled. You're not prepared for it. Ask those who are there. You're not prepared to pastor a church. Jesus, it's this day and age that I understood why Moses failed. So I have great respect for somebody who I'm just dealing with a thousand people here to deal with two million. God have mercy. You're not prepared for it. You're not prepared for the marriage you want. You're not prepared to marry that girl. You're not prepared. It's not your biceps that's going to keep you. You're not prepared for broth. You're not prepared for it. You are stupid as you think you are in, in, in your, in your, in your, in your, in your bankruptcy of emotional care. You don't realize how stupid some of us are. You're not prepared for it. Your biceps won't help. The fact that you have slept with 200 women doesn't prepare you for one. Okay. You're not prepared. You're not prepared. You're not prepared. How long are you do you want to go for with the same person? That's not all about marriage. You've got to learn. This woman's going to get pregnant. You've got to keep it zipped up. Oh, we're online. Okay you're not prepared that's why many marriages are failing you're not prepared the man is not prepared you want to marry the guy who has never been prepared to wash plates he's not prepared his mom washed it for him his sisters washed it for him when you're going to marry the guy you knew he had four sisters before him what exactly did you think you're going to marry he was the last one girl you're not prepared you're not prepared and you've got to be able to say to yourself, how am I going to handle this? What am I going to do with this? If he's got four sisters before him and he's got a mother, the four or five of them are married to this one young boy. And here you are coming to steal him away. You're not prepared. Okay. And if, can you succeed? Absolutely. But you need to get wisdom. You need to prepare for where you're going. The eagles prepare for flight before they get the prey. I'm going to repeat myself. The eagles, the Bible says those who wait upon the Lord. What did the Bible say? It says those who wait upon the, the Lord will gain new strength. They will lift their wings like eagles. So what does the eagle do? The eagle, he prepares before he reaches the prey. He just doesn't find any any food and eats any food. He prepares. How do they prepare? They develop some capabilities against the wings. They spread their wings. They look for new opportunities. They expand their home base. They make new contacts. They make progress. The, 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 the ego has what we call telescopic eyes, vision. Bringing distance objects near. They have got telescopic eyes that I'm getting mine for longevity. I'm buying the property for longevity. So right now, I'm not going to buy that food. Yes, on the, uh, we're getting back to normal. But yes, I've learned something that during this period has saved on my petrol. Have saved on eating out. Have saved on a lot of stuff. Some of you, if you make a calculation and you are really in the process of being prepared, you will know that you might have saved over 300 to 350 pounds per month. Why would you throw that all out? Because you are now going back to work. You're prepared for it. It It's called telescopic eyes. It's called a person who has a vision. And a vision brings brings preparation. And preparation makes you patient. Because if I want to get a property, if I want to get a business, if I want to uh, uh, get a job, if I want to uh, get an investment, I may have to deny myself now for where I'm going because I have an eye like an eagle, a telescopic eye that can bring my victory far off. the present why am i doing this why am i in that job that i don't like it's not because i am despondent no why am i having joy in a joy i don't job i don't like it's because i have a telescopic eye i can see the prey. i can see what i'm about to accomplish therefore all the debt that they throw on me is immaterial for where i'm going you want me to give you scriptures jacob was learning the trade while he was waiting on Laban. He had telescopic eyes. He first gave him the first girl, uh, which was not his. That was Rachel, wasn't it? And Leah. And he gave him Leah. And the guy came back and said, this is not my wife. He says, well, you have to work another 14 years. The guy says, bring it on. You know why? He had an eye like an eagle. He had telescopic eye. The 14 years wasn't far to the man who had prepared himself that I'm still going to get what I want. For many of you, you would have walked away from it. But for Jacob, he says, I'm waiting till my change comes. And when Laban Laban thought he was using him, he didn't realize that Jacob himself was using him. Because when he waited in the place where... Listen, Kando Husha. Listen carefully, listen carefully. Because many of you that just want to leave home quickly, just want to go do yourself, are angry with your present position. Listen to me carefully. Labor, Jacob said to labor, you changed my wages ten times. Ten times. Not for increase. He negotiated with, Labour, with Jacob ten times. He says... You can't pay me anymore. I have now received my reward. Because I have waited, God has opened the door for me in my vision. You take all the sheep that are naturally good. You give me all the sheep that are impossible to have. But he didn't realize that God has rewarded him for all the years of his labor. Some of you need to be patient enough for God to prepare you for where you're going. Because remember, let me say this 15 years was what the life of Joseph was in the prison, in the pits, in the prison, but 130 odd years on the throne. You are making a mistake. Because until you have telescopic eyes that can see the future and stay exactly where you are, you will make a mistake of going ahead of your time. You will make a mistake of saying to yourself, oh, I need to have it now. Now, think about it. How long do you want to stay on the throne determines how deep your foundation goes. You've got to understand that. Jacob was learning his trade. Trade. Jacob, he had to take risk while he was waiting. Be informed. Learn the trade. You may learn that that may be your road to success. As long as you're green, you are growing. But as soon as you're ripe, you will start rotting. Surround yourself with confidence builders. Surround yourself with people who will be able to take you to your next level, even though sometimes it may look like they're using you. Simple things. There was a gentleman who was working with us before, and I put him through hell. That's what he thought. I kept saying, no, 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 assumption is the lowest level of knowledge. He hears that that thing was going through him. You can't just assume. You can't just do this. You've got to do this in a meticulous way. You've got to do this. You've got to do this. You've got to do this. No, no, no. And when he will bring something. Like, well, how can you make this kind of presentation? This is rubbish. And then he will go back. He has to do it again. He has to do it again. And after a while, he was serving. He was serving. We were not paying him. He got a job. And in a space of three months, he was put up to becoming one of the associate directors because of his eyes to details. One day he came in driving a Mercedes down here. And he was said, oh, it's a company car. I said, eh, the Lord has blessed you. Eh, where is my own portion? Because you are hopeless when you are with me. I've made you hopeful. Uh, uh, and, 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 and the good thing about the guy was he still would stick there, laugh as he's getting a bashing, but he will still continue. Many of you are running from where your preparation has not finished. Let me give you number three before my risk assessment. Guys, kick me out of this place. Number three, be actively obedient. Be actively obedient. Psalm 106 verse 13 to 15. Psalm 106 verse 13 to 15. He says, they soon forgot his work. They soon forgot his work. They did not wait for his counsel. Don't worry, it's gonna come up right now. They soon forgot his work. They did not wait for his counsel, but lost it, God it exceedingly in the wilderness. I love scriptures. He says, They it exceedingly in the wilderness and Tested God in the desert. I told you if you wait, the scriptures will come up. Uh, And tested God in the desert. And he gave, listen to what God did. He gave them their request. That's why your preparation may be too early. He gave them their request, but sent leanness into their soul. Because they didn't wait for his counsel. They that wait upon the Lord shall mount up with wings as eagle. Why am I preaching this? Because I know it is difficult to wait. I know. Come on, guys. I know it is difficult to wait. I know many people, they run away from their time of process and preparation. I know what it could have meant for a man who is in prison and people are still coming to him. Interpret my dream. And he's like, is this what my life is going to be for the rest of my life? Interpreting dreams in a prison cell. And someone comes, one preacher comes, change is coming, change is coming. You're like, I've been waiting for 16 years, nothing has changed. I've been waiting for 14 years, nothing has changed. I'm 30 right now. I can't see anything happening. I'm 35 right now. Nothing is moving in my life. I've been doing this job for a long time. I can't see anything. I've been believing God for half I can't see anything. But God said that I'm going to take you out of Egypt. I'm taking you into into the promised land. But they didn't wait for his counsel. They wanted the food now. They wanted everything now. And God said, God gave it to them. But the Bible says, And then he gave leanness to their soul, meaning they didn't have the capacity for the next place they were going to. He says those who wait upon the Lord. Let's look at the eagles. The Bible says they will mount up with wings as eagles. The word wait, let's conclude this, means to patiently tarry, as my wife prayed this morning, to expect. It carries the meaning of also bind together. Like bind together. That means everywhere I go, this goes with me, because we're bound together. Everywhere I go, it's like my wife and I. We're, we're 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 bound together. It's been a it's been a long time since we've had any kind of um um analogy. Come, babe. You're in church. We're in church. It's light. Like, come, come. Let's bind together. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together with love that cannot be broken. So, bind means hold me. Hold me. Hold me tight. Hold me. Bind means, what? Well, can you see her? Let's do this dance. Yeah, next side. Go to the next side. Yeah, don't know. yeah next side. Hey, the, hey that's what. So, we, we're, we're bound together. It means that if I go step forward, she's going forward. If I step forward, she's, going for, she's holding me back right now. Like, that's, If she moves backwards, I'm going backwards. If we turn to the side, that means everywhere I go, she goes. If I take the step, she takes the step. She's not, if she takes a step backwards, we're going backwards. Many of you, you're holding on to God, but you're pulling God back. That's what you're doing, because you are dictating the pace. And God says, it's time, wait. Well, you know what she could do? She could put her hands on my back, put your hands on my back, and push me forward. It's time, move, move. And we can continue to move, but we're moving at her pace, not at the pace where God says, wait. But when we bind together, put your arms under me, I can feel the warmth. Ah, ah, when you, when we're, when we're together, get, 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 get that image out of your mind. ah, When we're together, everywhere I turn to, everywhere I go, she goes. The word weight means to bind together. It means to twist together. Twist. It means twisted. We're twisted together. It means intimacy. So the Bible says those who bind themselves together, twist themselves together, those who wait upon the Lord that are bounded, that are twisted. They now shall start to fly when God releases them. Thanks, honey. And let me share this scripture before I close. Do you know that the first appearance of waiting in the Bible was in the book of Genesis? Can I do some Bible study with you just for a second? In Genesis chapter 1, verse 9 to 10, listen to this. Check it out. You need to check this out to see if pastor is lying. He says, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered. The real word there means wait. Quarrow. It means let the waters under the heaven wait together into one place. And let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth. And the gathering, the collection of the waters he called the sea. And God saw it was good. The first appearance was what he says, wait. He says, wait. The first appearance you will see. He says, let the waters wait together. So the waters waited together in one place and God called the collections of the waters sea. But the question is this. Somebody was like, "Pastor, What was the waters waiting for? I glad you ask that. Because in verse 20, he says, let the waters abound with the abundance of living creation, creatures. So the waters were waiting at God's commands, verse 9 to 10. Then God went away, Hakaya did some other things from 10 all the way to 20. He said to the waters, just wait there, I'm coming. But I need to put other things in place and then I will come back to you. But just imagine the waters decided they need to disappear because God had gone on a journey. But God now visited them in verse 20. And then in 21 to 22, the Bible says, God created the great sea monsters and the living creatures that move. with 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 which the waters swam after their kind, and every winged bird after its kind, and God saw it was good, and then God blessed what waited for him, and said, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the waters, someone shout this, waters in the sea, and let the birds multiply on the earth. When the waters waited, God came back to it, and says, be fruitful, multiply, and fill it. The waters waited and they were rewarded with purpose. There is a real reason why there is a contest for your waiting. Because when you wait, you are going to be filled with purpose. You are going to multiply. But you've got to wait for it. Because if you wait, you win. If you don't, you lose. If you wait, you will get the best that is. You get the best that God has for you. And that's why the devil always wants to discourage you. Let me give you two scriptures. Let's go. Psalm 37, verse 9a. Listen to what he says. He says, But those who wait on the Lord shall what? inherit the earth. When you are twisted, and God says, don't move. I'm not moving yet. i move in my own time. He says, I'm telling you to stay there, because if you go quickly, you will come out, not as a prime minister, but you will come out as another servant. Wait. Just stay with me. I know what I'm doing. I need to give Pharaoh a dream. Because when I give Pharaoh the dream, he will come calling for it. Just wait. He is going to call for somebody, somebody he remembers who was in prison. Just wait right now. Just wait. wait. I'm preparing that man. I'm preparing that woman. I'm preparing that job. I'm preparing that house. I'm preparing that promotion. I'm preparing that job. I'm preparing. But you're going to be twisted with me. Because when you're twisted with me, I will multiply you. I will make you fruitful. Psalm 37 verse 34. What does it say again? It says, wait. Wait for Yahweh. And keep his way. And he will exhort you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you will see. Meaning, God is going to make you to wait so that he can cut off the wicked from the land that you are about to go into. But all too often, many Christians, they waste their energy trying to flap when they could be soaring. Weariness comes from self-effort. Trying to soar. On your own strength. The eagle flies the most. Because it yields to the wind. When you yield to God. You will not waste your energy. When the chase is on. And the enemy is exhausted. That is when you will start to fly. Because you are not doing it by your own power. Or by your own strength. When the enemy wants to get you. What the enemy meant for evil. We sang in this one. You turned it for good. You will outrun the energy, en- enemies and exhaust them. Because while they're still running, it will just get to a place where you will just take off. Have you watched those films? Those, 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 those uh, uh, cartoon films or something like that. That's Superman. When they were about to get him, something just comes in whoosh, and he goes off. That's exactly what God said he would do. But we need the patience of the ego. The Bible says in Psalm 37, the same Psalm 37, read Psalm 37, we'll bless you, verse 7. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. You've got to learn to rest. He will renew strength for his people. You've got to learn to rest. If life is a train and patience is the conductor, he will take you to where you're going. Passive patience brings your train to a full stop. You sit you wait sometimes. You do nothing, but is still actively listening and waiting to God. Active patience slows the train down to prevent it from jumping the tracks and getting out of control. But the train will never stop. It keeps right on going, maybe at a slower pace, but it never stops. What God is doing in your life He is not stopping. You're not seeing it, but he's doing something behind the scenes. That's why the Bible says, those who wait upon the Lord. Have you ever been to a restaurant? If you're employed to be a waiter at a restaurant, your job description is to know the knowledge of the job, have a knowledge of what is on the menu. You must know what is on the menu so that when people ask you, is this good, is this good? Good waiters can explain how each one is cooked. Why did I say that? Know what God has on the menu for your life as you are the waiter. Find out your purpose in life. Pursue it. Your purpose will keep you motivated. Know what is on the menu and then take that menu, number two, and consistently show it to God. Remind God of his words. 1 Psalm 130 verse 5. I wait for the Lord. My soul does wait. And in his word do I hope. This means that you know what the word says about you and you remind God. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. I alone know the plans that I have for you. Plans to bring you prosperity and not disaster. Plans to bring about a great future that you hoped for. So let me conclude this entire message. Do you know why God has put you on the side? Do you know why you had to wait for his blessings longer than before? Do you know why he has put you through more this year than ever before? Do you know why it seems like you have had to go through more tears, more pain, and more struggling this time? You know why? Because God is taking his time to prepare for you what I said in the beginning of this series, a special source. You are different from your sister that you're living with and you're different from your brothers. They may seemingly have gone ahead of you, but what God wants to do in your life is taking time because you may be the last in the lineage like David, but God has to prepare you to be the first to help the others in your family. What the mate you're waiting for, he's putting it together. The job you're waiting for, he's putting it together. The, jo- the, the house you're waiting for, he's putting it together. The financial person is waiting, he's putting it together. So what do you need to do? Hang in there. Keep on waiting. You have made a special order to God. Now wait. Because those that obey God and wait for God will become eagles that will fly. And this year you will fly. In Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you got something from it. Hallelujah. In church you can clap. We're in church. (laughs) This thing is setting us all up. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. I want to pray for somebody who is in agony of waiting. I want to pray for somebody who is just agonizing. God, why me? Listen to me. You may be in that relationship and it's not going anywhere and God is saying, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait, wait. Wait, change is coming. You may be believing God for a spouse. You may be believing God for a job. You may be believing God for a child. You're in agony right now. Pastor, I've heard you, but you do not understand what I'm going through. Be twisted with God. Hold on to God. God is the one in front. You are the back, and you've got to hold on as if you're jumping out of an airplane. 35,000 feet above sea level. And the instructor is saying, we're doing a jump right now, but hold on to me. Hold on to God. Because the land in which you will land will be a fruitful land. Father, I want you to help them right now. I want you to pray and say, God, in this agony, in this situation, I'm going to hold, I'm going to bind myself to you. God is saying to me to tell you to wait because the wait is over. Something is changing in the atmosphere. He brought down a whole country, cities and kingdoms just because he wants to do something in you. If you're online and you've never received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, this is the time that I want to tell you that you need to bind yourself to Jesus, bind yourself to God. You could see we said, you can't lead yourself. He has to lead you through his son, Jesus. And you will never learn to wait. And you may be on the wrong train, going in the wrong direction, heading into a disaster. Because you haven't had the voice of God say to you, wait, go in this direction. So if you want to give your life to Jesus this afternoon. Why don't you just say this prayer after me from the room, from your sitting room, from the kitchen, from anywhere you are right now, and just say this, say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. This day, I will learn to wait for you. Allow me to be your daughter or your son, and I will obey you. I will actively obey you. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray.
0: You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, Pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19, 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.